Welcome back to another episode at Economic Design. Today we're going to talk about Iron Finance. Why it failed, actually three reasons why it failed. I also want to compare it to Frex to show you what the difference is. A lot of people say that they are very similar. Yes, that is true, but there is also some differences, which is the key to success. This is not investment advice. Do not buy this token. We're going to cover six things today. What is Iron Finance? How is it different from Frex? The three different reasons why it failed and some opinions to conclude. So, iron, as you know, it's a partial collateralized mechanism. So, it uses USDC and Titan, the secondary token that is created within the system. So, you don't need 100% USDC to be minting one iron. Every iron is valued at $1. So, it could be like 70% USDC and the 30% is going to be backed by the value of Titan. So, that's the general idea. So, Titan helps to support the price of iron. And this 70-30% split is calculated based on this thing called the effective collateral ratio. This is calculated all the time. It's recalculated based on the demand, based on the supply, all that kind of stuff. The end goal of this entire mechanism is to figure out what is the monetary policy to support iron as a stable coin. Okay? It's very important. So, how is it different from Frex? I want to bring Frex up because I did a big report on stable coins together with Lemmiscap and also Bocconi University. We did a report and we analyzed eight different algo stable coins. Based on our analysis, based on our matrix, based on all the different conclusions we came up with and discussions, Frex was the most robust of all algo stable coins. And that's a very interesting finding because the main difference is that Frex is backed by some collateral and some algo. The rest were all purely algo. I think they're changing some mechanisms right now. But I digress. If you want to go and read more information, go to econtari.com. There we publish everything for free. So Frex was the main protocol that created this design. Then came along Iron. Iron was basically a copy of that, but it's just built on a different chain. So they built it on BSC, so Binance Smart Chain, and they built it on Polygon, the Polygon network. Same kind of concept, but built on different places. Then if they are the same, why did Frex succeed whereas Iron failed? What went wrong? That's what we want to figure out. So one of the main understanding is that Yes, the mechanism is the same for Frex and Iron. It both uses partial collateral or partial reserve. Reserve is also the same, USDC. The key difference is that with Frex, the base mechanism is the same, but Frex moved on to create version 2 and updated the system to make it more robust, to make it more efficient, to make it better. What Iron did not do was to do that same thing. They stuck on version 1 and they left it there and it did not improve from there on. So great concept, great idea, poor design. And that's where everything started to fail. So let's break them down into three reasons why it failed. Reason number one, uncontrolled supply. Before we look at the chart, the whole analysis in the white paper is that the total plant emission for Titan is 1 billion tokens. So as much as they say that, it is not 100% sure that it is 1 billion. It is still possible to be more than 1 billion. But the idea is that we just have 1 billion tokens. You know, fine, fair enough. 70% is by community, 30% is by the team and treasury. Fair enough, that is what the system deems is right. Let's go for it. 1 billion tokens, remember that. Now if you go and look into the Titan supply, what happened? Within the entire day of the 17th of June, you have this huge increase. Basically by the end of 17th of June, which is midnight of 18th of June, there's basically 34 trillion tokens circulating. If we take a closer look, you can see that there are two big steps to the massive increase in supply. So there was basically two big minting period that increased the supply tremendously, uncontrollably. So remember, we started, they started saying, we'll only mint up to 1 billion. Guess what? It's not true. You can mint a lot more than that. So there was this huge, massive supply inflation of the token. You know when there is massive supply or massive inflation of the tokens, then prices fall. Because you have a lot of supply, you dump it in the market, and then people are buying, but the supply just keeps increasing. Pretty much like Dogecoin. 
and the supply keeps increasing, you basically need more people to buy it to maintain that price, otherwise prices will just fall. And this is exactly what happened. It went from $60 to $0. The second important thing, let's understand a little bit about the iron and titan relationship. Okay. Remember we talked about the collateral ratio, 70% USDC and 30% Titan? Well, that's good design, you know. That is basically the mathematical formula or the mathematical relationship to link iron output with Titan input. Now, this is where the relationship gets a bit complicated because as much as there is iron as output, Titan as input relationship being defined, there is not much definition of Titan as output, iron as input, or there is not much governance and, and relationship definition around Titan itself. So because of that, it's just not designed well. Which brings me to the third point, the Titan's mechanism design. I want to say that it's a bad design, but I can't say that because there is no design at all. You have to understand that when we have two tokens in the system, there will be two different kind of mechanism design and token design. Remember, what are the three pillars in economics design? Market design, mechanism design, and token design. For the market design, you don't need to change that because these two tokens exist in the same market, they can trade in that same space. So you don't have to rebuild that. But these are two different tokens. Two different tokens, two different objectives. When they have different objectives, they have different behaviors we want to incentivize, they have different incentives, disincentives. Because of that, the mechanism and the token designs, they're both very different and you have to design them. And this is what the system failed to do. Even if there is a relationship of Titan to Iron that we mentioned, there is no much feedback loop of Iron to Titan or just Titan's design itself. This is where the things start to collapse. The reason why Titan exists is to help to manage volatility and is to help to manage any insane activities in the secondary market so that Titan can remain what it is. Titan can remain at the pegged $1. The problem is that there isn't a system, there isn't a mechanism. It's just not designed in Titan's token to capture the secondary market information, take it in and update the system to update the supply of Titan. Even without this whole crazy uncontrollable supply increase, Titan will still fail because the design is just not designed well enough. There are a lot of different kind of economic exploits that could happen. We see that in ESD, we see that in DSD, the whole coupon system as well. There isn't a proper mechanism that's designed to take in secondary market feedback and update the secondary token itself. So one thing that I would suggest is this thing called PID. So PID is something that you learn in control theory, where you're taking different kind of information, update, change different knobs, so that you can change the process to make sure that your entire system is robust. When we're creating all these different systems, it's a closed loop system. So when we're taking new information, adjusting different knobs, the other knobs have to be balanced so that this closed loop system doesn't go crazy. And this is a system that you have to define. PID stands for Proportional Integral Derivative. And these systems, they help to control the different kind of relationship in the token itself. So let's take it back to Frax. Frax has this kind of system where it controls the growth rate of Titan to the circulating supply to the price of Titan out there. So that is the design of the Frax shared token. And it's well designed because at least it takes in information from secondary market that we can see and bring it into the primary market to adjust and update the system. What Titan did not do, even without this entire massive crazy inflation, is that it doesn't have this feedback loop. And if you don't have these feedback loop, the outcome, which is your iron token, will just not maintain it that $1 stability. And that is just bad economics design. So let's conclude with some opinions. The first thing is two tokens, two design. You don't have to design market all from scratch because they both exist in the same market, but you must design the mechanism design, token design for both tokens. You don't have to do them at once. You can just do the first one first, which is priority, and then you move on to the second priority. And that is fine. That's just evolution, that's growth, that is progress. That's also how you continuously improve in an open source system. 
But it's not that once you finish the priority one, you forget about the rest because if the rest of the priorities are not done, your primary market, your primary token, is not going to be robust enough to be sustainable. Unless you're a scam, then you don't really care about that. That's a whole different story. Second thing is that secondary market information needs to be taken in to update the primary market, to make it more robust. That's how you create anti-fragile systems. Anti-fragile system is not about having all the different incomplete contract theories in place, but it's about being adaptable, being able to take in outside information, bring it in and update the system from there. And lastly, formula doesn't mean good design. I cannot stress this enough because I see a lot of different papers, I see a lot of protocols where they're just pushing a lot of formulas out and you realize that the formulas are basically the same thing. Repurpose or reorganize or rewritten in a different way on different pages, but it's the same thing. That is not providing any value. That's why it's very important to understand what goes on behind. You can have complicated formulas, yeah, sure. And if you explain that and understand how it works and it's very important to the rest of them, yes, good. But you don't just create formulas for the sake of creating formulas, or you don't just get one formula and rewrite it in different kind of methods and just lie to people that it is a very complicated system. No, don't do that. So bear in mind, formulas doesn't mean good design. Some design are qualitative design that you just can't define in formulas. Where we can't define them in formulas, we can't put them in smart contract, but the different kind of governance mechanism, the DAO mechanisms, for example, these things that cannot be codified into programmable codes, they can still exist. And so formulas doesn't mean good design. And many formulas doesn't mean very good design, okay? So just bear that in mind. So if you're interested in more stuff like that, we have a book called the Token Economics Book or the Economics Design Book where you can learn a lot about the economics of token engineering. We also have a course that goes with that. And if you're interested, just check it out, academy.economicsdesign.com or book.economicsdesign.com. We also have another website where we dive into understanding how to measure these different things. It's one thing to design all these different parameters. It's another to measure them. We're looking at creating different matrices to analyze these different stuff. So hopefully that will help you to better understand what goes into the fundamental analysis of all these different protocols. And that is on econteric.com. That's it for today. Hopefully that gives you some insights to what iron finance is and give you some insights to understand how to better design your stable coins. Follow us on Twitter and follow us on Discord. Until then, I'll see you next week. Bye.